Well, the virus has now killed more than 100 people in China, and new cases have been confirmed around the world. So you don't want to frighten the American public. France and South Korea have also got evacuation plans. But you need to prepare for and assume. Strongly warning Americans to avoid all non-essential travel to China. That this is going to be a real serious problem. France, Australia, Canada, the US, Singapore, Cambodia, Vietnam, the list goes on. Health officials are investigating more than 100 possible cases in the US. Germany, a man has uh, contracted the virus. The epidemic is a demon and we cannot let this demon hide. Japan, where a bus driver uh, contracted the virus. Coronavirus has killed more than 100 people there and infected more than 4,500. We have to prepare for the worst, always, because if you don't and the worst happens. War Room Pandemic. Here's your host, Stephen K. Bannon. It's Wednesday, 19 October in the year of our Lord 2022. You're in the war room with the second hour this morning. Uh, we are on fire. Dave Brat has walked you through the managed decline of the country by the elites mathematically. We're going to get back to his in a moment. He takes Steve Ratner, Morning Joe, and actually shows you the details and what's really important to worry about on productivity and what's really uh, what you got to think about on GDP growth. And quite frankly, go back to the to the uh, Trump era in 18 and 19 and see where really wage growth came from. Uh, we're going to turn to Dave Brett back in a moment. we got Ronna McDaniel, uh, chairman of the RNC. Ronna, uh, Zeke Miller over at the Associated Press. Very disturbing news out of Arizona. I, I thought we'd put this all in back of us, but I guess we haven't. Katie Hobbs, who won't stand on a debate stage, Ronna, with Carrie Lake and debate her. Well, hiding, you know, Veritas got the thing of, Kate, of, Carrie, of Kate, Katie Hobbs hiding bathrooms, won't debate her on MSNBC all the time. Uh, had the terrible appearance on CNN over the weekend. I don't even know how she's, I don't know, the conflict of interest of having her oversee this election, Rana, makes our audience's head blow up. What is the breaking news coming out of Arizona, ma'am? Yeah, thanks, Steve. So Zeke Miller from the AP News just reported that 6,000 ballots went out under Carrie, uh, under Katie Hobbs' watch. He's the Secretary of State. 6,000 ballots went out to people who should not have received them because of a registration error. Let's put this in perspective. In 2020, we won a House seat in Iowa for Marion Miller-Meek by six votes. 6,000 ballots can change the election. So to have her be so incompetent, to be the Secretary of State, I think she needs to step aside. She needs to resign because she should not be administering an election that she is part of as she's running for governor against Carrie Lake. Ronnie, you know, we're still disputing 2020. We think the House, I mean, we're, one of the things is the House is going to adjudicate all this in, in the coming um uh, after the uh, after we take over. But I mean, the, the debate is, was it 9,200 votes right now or 10,000 votes for, for the 2020 presidential? 6,000 is a massive number. How does how does that happen? And they keep saying it's a computer glitch. I mean, how does this keep happening, Rana? It keeps happening. And Maricopa County, we're suing them right now because they're not being transparent with their um, poll watchers that has to be equal by state law, Republican and Democrat. Uh, there's so many issues in Arizona and it's happening time and time again. And, you know, everybody says, oh, there's nothing to see here. There's nothing to see here. How dare you question these things? When you send out 6,000 ballots to people who shouldn't be receiving them or the wrong ballots to people, then you need to step inside, aside. You're incompetent. And she has a vested interest in the outcome of this election as she's running for governor. Of course, she won't debate. Maybe she won't debate because uh, she's got to figure out her office and what's going on as secretary of state. She should not be in this role and she needs to resign. 
before this election so Arizonans have confidence. I, I want to go to Pennsylvania, the Commonwealth of Pennsylvania. Yeah. Before that, I want I want to make sure you guys explain, because I think a lot of people don't understand, and, and I learned this with Reince, about the um, the consent decree. Why was RNC, you didn't have one hand tied behind your back, but you had two hands tied behind your back by a, a federal court. Walk through the consent decree. Now that's off, why it's, what was before allowed? And now that's off, what is allowed now? So this is the first election, Steve, the very first one where the RNC has not been under what was a consent decree that prevented us legally from being involved in election day operations and poll watching across the country. It lasted for 40 years. A judge ruled on it in New Jersey in the 80s. I wish I could say it was before I was born. It wasn't before I was born, uh, but I was like 10. I was 10 when it happened. Um, and it continued and it, it prevented the RNC and the judge kept re-upping it. The only reason this has gone away is because the judge died. So 2020, we didn't do it. The RNC couldn't. 2022, we are. We're engaging and we're able to do things we were, we've never been able to do. And that's why in Pennsylvania, what we're doing is so important. Uh, with with this uh, lawsuit that we're filing against the Secretary of State there, which I'm happy to talk about. Yeah, go talk to us about uh, that. Then I want to talk about this uh, incredible Breitbart sure. article about the scale so, of it. T- tell us what's going on in Pennsylvania. So state law in Pennsylvania, this is the law that if you return a ballot, it has to be dated, right? Simple. We need to know when you voted so we can know if you voted before Election Day. Really simple law. That is the That is their statute. It is passed by the legislature. And Pennsylvania has been, um, the Secretary of State said, we're going to count undated ballots. The Supreme Court in Pennsylvania weighed in on this. They said, no, we should absolutely make sure that we follow the law. This went all the way to the Supreme Court. The Supreme Court just vacated a ruling saying, yes, you can't count undated ballots. And the Secretary of State came back and said, you know what? We're still going to count undated ballots. So the RNC suing. We're taking it to the Pennsylvania State Supreme Court. We're suing the Secretary of State in every county in Pennsylvania that they absolutely should not count undated ballots and follow the law. That is their law. If they want to change the law, fine, but that is their state law. Here's what I'm going to get. I think people, how can the Supreme Court of the state rule that you can't do it? How, how does the Secretary of State come back and say, no, thanks for the advice. Appreciate it, but we're going to do it. How does that work? I don't understand how they can do that because it's a previous ruling that the Pennsylvania Supreme Court, it wasn't on this specific case. So now we're bringing it back to them. And we hope the Pennsylvania Supreme Court sticks with what they've said previously, that you have to follow the law. But this is the problem we get over and over again. And I'm going to say something. The best way to change this is to elect more Republicans at the state legislative level. But then you have to hold them accountable. You can't just say, oh, we elected Republicans. We're done. You need to tell them they have to enforce these laws and put judges in place because the RNC doesn't legislate. We don't create the laws. We're suing right now, but we need our legislators to be strong and have backbones because the Democrats do it every time. And that's what we need to push forward as we win across the country in this in this November election. I'm going to I'm going to get into this, um, the Breitbart piece, but I want to ask you, as you guys got off this 40 year and people don't know this. You guys weren't were, were, were held back by federal judges. You got off of this 40-year consent decree. When you guys first started setting up your apparatus getting into this, how big a rat's nest was it, man? Oh, it's it's so bad. And so what we've done is we've put 17 different election integrity directors in 17 battleground states since last year, right? And so they're going into every county and saying, how are you going to administer the election? 
because you have to ask so many times before you can sue when they don't tell you. It's such a massive, massive undertaking. Another thing in in Pennsylvania we're suing on right now is some counties uh, are curing ballots, which means if somebody makes a mistake on the ballot, they'll go correct it, but other counties don't. And so it needs to be uniform across the state, and we need guidance on that. You couldn't have, you shouldn't have one county be able to go out and cure the ballots for some voters where the rest of the state isn't. These are the types of things we're dealing with. The RNC is in 71 lawsuits right now. Um, if you want to help us fight this, go to GOP.com. We could use the help. But this is something that's going to take a long time, and we need outside partners to help us this too. We can't just do this all by ourselves. Okay, here's the theory of the case is, the way we're set up, and it should be like this, states run their own elections, no federalization. States yeah. run their own elections, and we buy off on that. Your point is that inside the states, it's got to be uniformity. You can't have one it county does. do one thing and another county do another thing. Particularly, you've got these big cities. They're going to do their deal, and the rural county is going to do it a different way. You're, you're saying, hey, 50 states, 50 elections, we got that, But in the territories also. But inside those states, there has to be uniformity. And that's one of the things this that is, you're fighting for is to make sure you've got to apply the law the same. Yeah. You've got to apply the law the same in the big counties as the small counties in Pennsylvania. That's not fair if voters in Philadelphia County get to have their ballots cured, but someone in a rural county or Chester County or a smaller county in, in um, Pennsylvania doesn't get to have their ballot cured. Apply the law uniformly across the state. I am not for federal you, elections. Never. It's the right. state level. You're, you're, you're in 71 uh, lawsuits now. I want to go back to the 17 battleground states, particularly the audience, right? Yeah. And, uh, you know, we have, look, you know, it's the war room. It's the MAGA. Yeah. It's the, we're pure MAGA. We have some people that are big fans of the RNC, and let's say some people maybe still need to be convinced. Uh, well, when How do they go? Well, no. Okay. This, uh, how do people go to the 17 battleground? How do our audience and the volunteer groups, how do they get plugged into this? And how do you, is there on the website, can you actually go and see the individual battleground? Is there like a head they can send an email to or the contact? Just tell me how it works. Yeah. So go to protectthevote.com and you can click on each of the states and we will plug you in. I mean, we're, we're, we're obviously in every state with the state parties and everything, but there's 17 states that we have really concentrated on that are going to be the, the, the difference makers in this election on the House and the Senate. So that's where we've had this. We also have 39 different councils across these 17 states um, that have been preparing lawsuits and then recruiting lawyers to work uh, on election day. But elections already started, right? Voting's already started. So we need those uh, volunteers now. We've, we've been preparing them. We have them on the ground now. But everyone needs to understand there's it's not election day, it's election month. And this is going right now. So protect the vote is where they go right now. Protect the vote. Dot com. And you get someone, everybody in the audience. Remember there's no tears in the war room and there's no whining in the war room. We're going to win this. We know from the issue set, the candidates, the, the momentum, Hispanic voters in New York times is telling us a 32 point shift in independent women voters uh, African-Americans, Asian-Americans, this great coalition's coming together. We got that. But it's one thing to win the deal, another thing to close the deal. We're talking here about closing deal. Always be ABC, always be closing. Coffee's for closers. Okay? You got to, you get, so go to Protect the Vote now. We got all these other organizations. Cleet is going to be back on this afternoon. We just had Melody. We're going to be putting people up, the, the great Dan Schultz, all of it, so you can go. But volunteer, you got to go to the ramparts. 
Talk to me about this uh, this Breitbart article. It's it's pretty amazing. Walk me through the math because the, the Breitbart piece grabs me by the math right away. What what is it? Tell me the reality in back of this. So uh, this is the one we're talking about the voter contacts. I'm, yes. Um, the seventy eight million. So we've made seventy eight million voter contacts this cycle. We have a million volunteers engaged. Um, it's just the largest ground game we've ever made. And Steve, you get this, and I get this. A lot of people aren't watching TV at the same level. They're not as engaged. So the best way to change a mind or to get a voter to vote is door to door or a person knocking in their own neighborhood saying, hey, I'm Ron. I live down the street or kids go to school together. Can I talk to you about what Gretchen Whitmer did to cut our, put, our, put our kids out of school and the deficits they're dealing with? And we have data that allows us to know which voter to talk to. And then we amassed this huge volunteer base to go knock in their own neighborhood. That's going to be the difference maker when we're looking at absentees that are outstanding or swing voters that we know are out there. And I'm seeing this on the ground. I've been doing the Take Back Our Country tour with Rick Scott. I was in Florida yesterday with Anna Paulina Luna and Laurel Lee. And I was Tom King Jr. over the weekend. We have such great candidates. It was with Dr. Oz. Uh, I'm going to be with Herschel tomorrow. The enthusiasm is there. The energy is there. And we're also seeing some interesting early voting numbers as well that I can share with you. But the metrics, the RNC's put the best ground game in place that we've ever seen. Okay, hang on. If you can hold through the break for a few minutes, I also got Dave Brett. I mean, this lesson was taught to us by Barack Obama in 08. Yeah. The single best way to engage somebody is a person-to-person voter contact. Knock on a door. This is how Obama beat the Clinton machine in the primary. Groundbreakers. Groundbreakers. Brown, this, 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 this is how he did it. This is essentially how he beat Romney. It's still voter contact. This is, quite frankly, with no money, how Trump won in 16. It's voter contact. And we didn't have the apparatus. Remember, they had the consent decree. You couldn't get uh, – it didn't affect your voter contact, but affected the, the, the game day apparatus. 100%. That's all off. Rona, hang on for one second. I want to, Rona, hang on for one second. I want to go through – uh, some additional information, talk about some early voting, because the Democrats are playing up, oh, this huge early voting in Georgia. And, and, you know, and I understand the audience. A lot of people are saying, no, I got to be a game day voter. Hey, that's your decision. It's a free country. You guys make your decision. Other people say, I want to bank it early. We're going to ask Ronna McDaniel about all of it. Head of the RNC, Dave Bratt's going to come back with more economic capital markets. We're going to be talking about Steve Ratner, all of it. Short commercial break. Be back in a warm in just a moment. To the end, just watch and see It's all started, everything's begun And you are over Cause we're taking down the CCP Spread the word of through Hong Kong We will fight till they're all gone We rejoice when there's no more Let's take down the CCP You know what's never good? When your nation's supposed authority on economic policy completely misses the flashing red lights of impending inflation. Now, Treasury Secretary Janet Yellen has finally admitted, quote, there's been an unanticipated and large shocks to the economy that have boosted energy and food prices and supply bottlenecks that affected our economy badly that I didn't at the time fully understand, end quote. You know who understands the real threat of inflation? People who invested in gold and silver with Birch Gold Group. They're protecting their savings from a highly turbulent economy by diversifying their 401k or IRA into gold, physical gold. It's not too late for you to take action now. Text Bannon, B-A-N-N-O-N, to 989898. 
and get a free info kit on diversifying and protecting your savings with precious metals. With an A-plus rating from the Better Business Bureau, countless five-star reviews, and thousands of satisfied customers, text Bannon, B-A-N-N-O-N, to 989898, and get the real help from Birch Gold today. Again, text Bannon to 989898 to claim your free, no-obligation information kit on protecting your savings with gold. Obama has a few ideas about that, admitting Democrats may have a problem with messaging that resonates with voters while speaking on about the midterms on the Pod Save America podcast hosted by some of his former advisors and speechwriters. He said sometimes Democrats fail to put the issues in terms that apply to people's everyday lives. He also touched on the impact of cancel culture. I think we do get into trouble. Look, I used to get into trouble. Whenever, as, as, you know, you guys know well, whenever I got a little too professorial and, you know, started when I was behind a podium as opposed to when I was in a crowd, there were times where I'd get, you know, uh, you know, sound like I was given a bunch of policy gobbledygook. And that's not how people think about these issues. They, they think about them in terms of, you know, the life I'm leading day to day, how, how, how does politics even, how is it even relevant to, uh, you know, the things that I, I care most deeply about? You know, not, not being a buzzkill, right? Uh, <laughs> that's you know, a, that's so, a lesson for the Democratic. Yeah. 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 <laughs> and, and sometimes Democrats are, right? It's, it's like, you know, sometimes people just want to not feel as if, uh, they are walking on eggshells, uh, and, and, and they want some acknowledgement that life is messy. Boy, is he separating himself from this disaster. Chairman McDaniel, uh, I think we got the right issue set. Give, give me your assessment of what Barack Obama is really saying there. He's saying the Democrats are barking up the wrong tree with the American people. Uh, they're talking about things they don't care about. They're not feeling when you're going to the gas station, when you're going to the grocery store, when your kids are struggling in school. The Democrats, their policies, their priorities are all wrong. And he knows it. And he just told them basically in the nicest way possible, they are way off track. So tell us what your focus were under three weeks to go. Where are you putting your time, your energy, your focus? You guys have done the voter contacts. It's all get out. The, you've done the registration. It's all get out the vote now and to make sure we seal, we close the deal. Where, where are you going to be focused in the next couple of weeks? I mean, everywhere. I mean, everything's GOTV. We've, we, we're expanding our map. They're shrinking theirs. We just thought they pulled out of Swikert's district. They just pulled out of Derek Van Orton's district and in Wisconsin three. Those are going to, that's going to be a big pickup for us. But we're expanding. We're in three races in Oregon, Washington, Connecticut, Rhode Island. We're all over the country. So I'll be traveling, uh, working with candidates. And then it's data crunching. Steve. It's our, our absentees coming in is our voting. This is why we say to people, please go vote early in person. Go vote in person early, but then go sign up for a poll watching. Tip. We need you to do both right now. That's what we need people to do. Protectthevote.com. Once again, what people, where do they go to the site? Where should they go? What should they do? What do you need as far as volunteers? So protectthevote.com and there will be a volunteer tab. So you can go put in your information. We will plug you into your state. So there's a couple things you can do. One, if you can knock doors in your state or be a poll watcher, great. The other thing is calls. Like my finance team, we're not raising money right now all the time. We, we, we want to be, but they're, they're adopting Montana right now. We're doing calls into Montana all week for Ryan Zinke. 
Um, everybody in our on the RNC were competing and doing calls on the weekends, and everybody needs to be calling and getting on the phone. You can do it. You can do it right from your cell phone, and we'll train you how to turn out these votes. We know our voters need that contact. And in a midterm election, it's those low propensity and swing voters that we have to be yeah. catching to remind them to turn in their ballot. Uh, uh, Chairman McGinnis, how do they get, uh, how do people follow you on social media? Uh, at GOP Chairwoman, and I'm on Facebook as well, Rhonda McDaniel. Rhonda, thank you very much. Honored Thanks, to have you Steve. on here. Thank you, ma'am. Okay. All coming together, one big happy family, right? It's like an, what does Frederick say? Italian, like an Italian wedding. You fight in the parking lot, you go to the wedding, you go in the ch- church, you get to the wedding mass, then you fight at the, you fight at the dinner afterwards. Um, Brad, what you're doing here is quite important because we're, we're going to get back to the content of why this is important and why you have to take your weekend and work a phone bank, why you have to get the vote, why you have to make sure you volunteer to Melody Jennings or Cleta Mitchell or the RNC. You pick it. It's a free country, but we need you at the ramparts doing something. you got to participate. You must be part of this. This is all yours. You're doing this. Not Trump, not Tucker Carlson, not Steve Bannon, not uh, Sean Hannity, not Ron DeSantis. It's you. It's you. It's you. But to show why, I want to go back. Brett, walk me through those charts. You see, this is better than anything shows you the managed decline of our nation. Dave Brett, walk me through those charts and then press forward. Yeah, yeah, and this is in contrast with Ratner's graph uh, graphs that he put up. And the only reason I bring that up is because they will not focus in on these things because the administrative state has totally failed to produce any good outcomes. And so I know I can be a downer with all these stats, but in faith, you had the cardinal on yesterday. Jesus, out of uh, you know loaves and fishes, uh, can produce, and the American people can produce again uh, in faith. We can turn this around. Uh, in, in it, but it will take a couple years. And so first off, you see the GDP graph, the uh, blue with the yellow line uh, starting at the far left, that 6% GDP growth coming out of the war. At the far left, look at that yellow line. We're growing at 6% GDP uh, per capita. That's huge. Uh, and, and it, it, you know, if you, if you haven't done percentage growth over time, uh, it, you know, your money in the bank growing at six is way better than growing at the far right of that graph, growing at 2%. And now we're growing at negative, right? We're in a recession. The economy is actually shrinking. And again, economic growth is key. And there's one of the things the left has convinced a lot of Americans is that there's a fixed pie. There is not a fixed pie. Everyone in this country, uh, from kids in the inner city to kids out in the rural farmland, you can all get rich. Uh, there's no upper bound to this country's greatness. And so how do you do that? The answer is the next graph, productivity growth. And here we get the managed decline also of K-12 to education, which has totally failed to achieve outcomes, higher ed, which is just cultural Marxism at present. And uh, we've got to do better. So at the far left, again, you see 6% labor productivity growth, the amount of stuff you make per hour. And that roughly is GDP per capita. And uh, you see it uh, reflected also there in the light green, real hourly compensation or wages and salaries uh, and the amount you get paid. So the amount you make is the amount you get paid. And at the macro level, right, real national output is approximately uh, real national income. And so that's why you got to make stuff. 
And at the far right of that graph, you see next graph, uh, I dig into that productivity a little bit more. And uh, you see England with the, uh, well, that one, there's the managed decline of the country too. That's the real interest rate, uh, managed decline for 40, 50 years, down, down, down. And at the far right, you see 0% federal funds rate for a decade, uh, which created the 0708 financial crisis and this financial crisis. So again, the administrative state managed failure, not only decline, but total failure. We have to reignite our faith in these institutions and we have to insist that people be in charge and are responsible for outcomes. Next one is productivity graph with the U.S. and uh, England, the purple and the green bars. Up at the top is the United States after the war, uh, 50 to 72. And there's your productivity growth. The green piece is called total factor productivity. That's the most important thing, right? And just think, you know, Einstein and the brain drain coming over here uh, with the ideas, the smartest people in the world. Uh, if you haven't Googled that, that's a, a great story. Uh, but look at the, the bottom of those four, four buyers is the U.S. Uh, later, the green has almost disappeared. Uh, and similarly, the, the bottom four buyers are the U.K., England. Coming out of World War II, they had nothing. And their productivity growth was huge. So you can do this starting from nothing. Uh, and at the bottom, you'll see they, there's no green there either. They, their administrative state is focused on all the wrong things and have not focused on UK production and ideas and the university. And the state can play a role. Uh, it used to in France. France had world-class engineering, science. Germany was known for it. Uh, but they're collapsing. They're not focusing on the basics. And neither are we right now. And so all of our resources, when when our government, government officials, Congress folks, whatever, go to spend money, uh, in economics, it's called opportunity costs. You got to make sure that next dollar they spent is spent on the most important thing. And if it's not, it's a wasted dollar. And so that that is some heavy, heavy lifting. I hope we get serious uh, coming up this year oh, and uh, realign the next year's. Yeah. You, have, you remember from Bloomberg the other day, this thing called fiscal domination. That is these yes. political class of all these yep. countries just been spending in the central banks from Tokyo to the ECB, European Central Bank, to the Bank of England, to the Bundesbank, and to uh, the Federal Reserve have funded it. They've just printed money. Those yep. days are over, and particularly in the Great Reset. I think there's $50 trillion of debt that have gone on. These countries, it can't, it can't continue. Now the interest rates are not going to be negative or zero. It's going to wipe out. We're about to wipe out the generation under 35. Dave, how do, they, how do people get to you at, uh, at Liberty with your uh, dean of business and find out more about the school? And how do they, people get to the charts on your social media? Yeah, thanks much, Steve. Yeah, Brat Economics on Getter. And I, I should have contrast. I'll post another graph. Uh, but if you want to see a contrast, we've exported our productivity to China over the past 20 years, right? We got cheap stuff, but we didn't invest in our own people or infrastructure. And so now we're paying the price and China's collapsing right now. So we're going to have to get our uh, our, our, our ducks straight uh, for, to, to obtain uh, productivity for the next generation of kids. We either, we either take action and drive this or it's going to be forced upon us. You know, Liz yep. Truss, she tried to go yep. back to the old Thatcher Reagan playbook. That could work back in the old days. It ain't going to work now. You gotta, you've got to first off get control of spending. you got to get control – of this debt, you got to get control of the in, the interest rates going to bury you on yep. you know the thirty one trillion we have. And folks, after we went on the eighth and closed the deal, 
the orgy you're going to see in Washington, D.C. between then and the first of uh, January, when the new Congress comes in, is going to be something you can't even comprehend. Because the Democrats understand they're going to be out of power for 10 years. 10 years. going to be a decade. At least. And they're going to try to get all the payoffs for their lobbyists and their, and their corporation, the crony capitalists. Dave Brett, thank you very much. Short break. Tierman's here about Brazil, but we may pick his brain on what he thinks about this, uh, about the managed decline of the United States, the finances and the economics. All next in the war room. Fair warning. Listen to this convicted home title thief explaining what happens when he forges your home's title and takes over as the new owner. Nobody thinks that I can take their house and borrow against the house. Oh, no, I have title insurance. It's in my name. Or he would have to get some special document. They would call me. You know, what is calling you? You're living in a delusion. After I've stolen the title, borrowed against it, or sold the property, it's 60 to 90 days for that person to even figure out that they're the victim of this crime. You start getting foreclosure notices. You've got four mortgages on your house. You don't even own your home anymore. It's not even in your name. Home title fraud is growing two and a half times faster than credit card fraud. You could be a victim and not even know it. Here's how to protect yourself and verify your home's title is still in your name. Visit HomeTitleLock.com promo code radio. Then register your address for your no obligation home title report. A hundred dollar value you get for free. Again, get your free home title report at HomeTitleLock.com, promo code radio. War Room Pandemic with Stephen K. Bannon. The epidemic is a demon, and we cannot let this demon hide. War Room Pandemic. Here's your host, Stephen K. Bannon. Okay, welcome back. Let's go up to Pennsylvania, one of the bellwether districts. Brother Jim Bognet, uh, Jim, uh, tell us about you got a debate coming up, but how's this going? Because uh, this is trench warfare. This is kind of the um, the, mo- mo- the district that's most emblematic uh, of what's uh, of what's in front of us. And of course, isn't it Joe Biden's hometown? Joe's from Scranton. Isn't this? They keep telling me that Joe Biden's not really from Delaware. He's from Scranton. Any truth to that, sir? Well, Joe Biden claims to be from Scranton, and he was uh, born here in the 1940s, but he left in the early 1950s. Joe doesn't know Scranton, but I'll tell you what, this will be a message to the entire country. I am going to beat Joe Biden's lapdog, Matt Cartwright. I'm going to beat him bad. It's going to be a message that Scranton, Pennsylvania, and Northeast Pennsylvania has turned on Joe Biden's liberal agenda. I mean, my opponent, Matt Cartwright, is literally the avatar of Joe Biden. He votes with Biden 100 percent of the time. He's with them on the crazy defund the police agenda. He's with them on illegal immigration. He's certainly with them on $6 trillion of spending. So when we beat him, it's going to be a thunderclap across all of America. That's going to happen in 21 days. So so all the, you know, real clear politics got the top 10 stories about how the, as we've said, this is the inflection point. Every, you know, it's all breaking our way. And now the Democrats starting to po- po- um, point fingers. The Hill newspaper leads today that, Biden is a drag on the ticket. In fact, he's not getting invited anywhere that only Obama and Obama's just right now going to Wisconsin and going to Georgia for the Senate races right now. He's avoiding basically all of this. How is Cartwright, who's well into the hip at Bi- with Biden, given where the numbers are on what Biden regime has done to the country? 
how can this guy survive? I know he's trying to run as a guy that, you know, he's, you know, trying to say, well, I never heard of Biden. How does he try to avoid Biden pulling him down with basically spinning and lying to the, the good folks up there in the Commonwealth? Steve, let me tell you this. A month ago, over a month ago now, around Labor Day, Joe Biden came up here and Matt Cartwright stood on stage with him and said that he's been friends with Joe Biden for 30 years. And Joe Biden said, the real reason I'm up here is for Matt Cartwright. In the last six weeks, you won't hear Matt Cartwright talk about Joe Biden anymore. We put up an (laughs) ad uh, with that clip. Um, The NRCC is hitting him on voting with Biden 100 percent of the time. Let me tell you what he did last week, Steve. Matt Cartwright put up an ad with a guy wearing a red Make America Great Again hat. On stop. Saying, Please like stop. Please like stop. I'm telling you, I'll send you the ad. It is the most ridiculous and desperate stunt you've ever seen. But these people, Steve, think that voters are not smart, where our voters are very smart. They know that these guys have stood against the America First agenda and have stood with Biden. But these guys are so slippery, Steve, they think they could yep. fool the people of Pennsylvania into thinking that they're bipartisan. These people are liberal ideologues. Therefore, abortion on demand into the ninth month of pregnancy. Therefore, open borders. We are going to stuff the Biden agenda down their throat, and we are going to win the majority. Jim, here's what I don't get. This guy is 100% with the Pelosi radicalness, right? How do they have the chutzpah to put a Trump, put a guy in a red ball cap up there and say, hey, I'm actually, you know, Trump voters, the, the MAGA movement loves me. How, where does that chutzpah come from on a guy whose record is 100 percent for Pelosi? They're shameless. They're really shameless and slippery. <laughs> I'm going to debate Matt Cartwright tomorrow, uh, and he's going to, I'm sure, say that he's bipartisan and works across the aisle because they know their goose is cooked. Steve, you know this more than anybody. Desperate people do desperate things, and the Democrats are desperate. They are flailing. Uh, the liberals realize they're even losing Democrats in Lackawanna County. I had a rally the other day. Uh, half the crowd in Lackawanna County was Democrat. And you know what they said to me? They said Joe Biden oh. and Matt Cartwright lied to me. They told me they were going to govern as moderates, and now they've governed as liberal ideologues. So wow. if your listeners want to see it, go to BeatScrantonJoe.com, BeatScrantonJoe.com. They could see all the instances of Cartwright uh, saying how much he loves Joe Biden. But you won't see that anymore for the next three weeks. So uh, Grace Chong and uh, and Captain Bannon, I think, are going to do a live stream on your debate. It's so important. They'll do a live stream. These live streams they've been doing have been getting big audiences. So make sure you get live participation and get your comments in there. So we'll, we're going to cover that one. Uh, Jim, thank you very much. Fight on. How do people go and find out more about you and the campaign? And if they're so uh, open to it or interested, could actually support you, either volunteer or maybe hit you with the 20. If your people could have my back, Steve, that would mean so much to me. It truly is a movement. BeatScrantonJoe.com, BeatScrantonJoe.com, BogNetForCongress.com. Steve, we are going to win this, and we are going to save America. Jim, we've known you for a long time. You're a fighter, so the Warren Posse's got your back. Thank you for coming on. Thank you, Matthew Tierman. Matthew, I've got you on about Brazil. We got to talk about this amazing race down there and particularly the surge yep. of Bolsonaro because it's kind of some, but I guess I get your sense of the capital markets, particularly uh, Ratner was on, you know, talking about productivity. You saw the conversation we had about the managed decline of the country. G- give me a minute or two on where you think we stand right now, economy and, and capital markets. Well, the number that jumped out at me that you brought up was something like 50 trillion. We everyone knows we have, you know, 30 trillion plus now. We just crossed this threshold in aggregate debt, but we have unfunded liabilities that many academics have 
suggested is north of 100 trillion. Social Security, which is pretty much bankrupt and is still making promises for the next generations. Uh, Medicare and Medicaid, you know, Medicare being funded directly by the feds for our seniors and Medicaid, which is for the poor in the states, but is really funded by the feds through a uh, federal matching FMAP program. These numbers are just ballooning. You know, I, I was a healthcare analyst on Wall Street and I read the entire PPACA, the Obamacare uh, doc, doctrinaire docu document that really did more damage to the healthcare complex. They talked about bending the cost curve. What they really wanted was to a single payer system to get everybody on the government healthcare role. And you know what? They couldn't do it legislatively at that moment. But what they're doing long term is leading us down that route, unfortunately. And then we'll abrogate our position as innovators in healthcare globally because there will be no innovation when the government is controlling the entire delivery of the complex. These, com these, these, these uh, buckets of our spending are going to drown us. They are starting to. Yes. It's going to accelerate. The only thing that kept us going was zero interest rates. And now that's hit a wall. So we're we're in for a very, very uh, unhealthy phase this next five to 10 years. No, no, no. This is why MAGA has got to rise. The MAGA, remember, you're head of the creditors committee. So the creditors committee got to be tough. Got to be fair, well, but got to be very tough. Matthew, right. tell me about let's pivot. You're right. Go it's ahead, spending. Sir. It's cutting spending. That's why what Adam Angievsky does with Open the Books is so important. You know, you got to see it to cut it. You need to have him on talking yeah. about it because, you know what, it's local, it's state, it's federal, it's yeah. every facet of government. It's just yeah. mushrooming, ballooning, and we're, dr we're drowning in it. We're absolutely drowning in yeah. it. Look, it, it brought Liz, Liz Trust came in with the Reagan Thatcher playbook. It doesn't work right now. You got to you got to think differently. It's her premiership is over. She's like a deer that's been shot. It's just bleeding out. And it's the end of the Tory party, as uh, Nigel told us last night on the show with that great video. Matthew, uh, Brazil, uh, Bolsonaro can't win. Uh, going to lose by 17 points. Uh, Bolsonaro is a right-wing uh, radical, a fascist. The evangelicals down there are crazy because it's a Christian movement down there. Uh, they're nuts. There's not that many of them. And he's going to get blown up by Lula, who's really the poster child for the global Marxist revolution. Where, what's the reality there, Matthew Termon? Well, so far we've seen, I've seen, I know there's more than this, but three polls that have shown Bolsonaro in the lead coming out of this debate on Sunday night, 52-48, the one you just showed that's uh, 50 and a half to 49 and a half, give or take, and one that I've seen uh, yesterday as well, that was uh, 49 and a half, give or take, uh, to Bolsonaro on 48 and a half with uh, one point or so undecided. Uh, Bolsonaro's leading. He crushed him in the debate, as we discussed yesterday. And so now they are reacting. The establishment, the communist and globalist Supreme Court, led by Alexander de Moraes, who you and I have spoke to, spoken about, unfortunately, ad nauseum, but we've had to. Uh, this is, you know, the, the Nancy Pelosi, in a sense, uh, politically in Brazil, wields power effectively, as Marxists do, uh, to throttle their opposition. So what happened after we got off the air yesterday, last night in Brazil, the Supreme Court and the Supreme Electoral Court, court that we've talked about in depth, uh, they have ordered 30 pro-Bolsonaro social media accounts unmasked so we can see who they are. They have ordered a documentary about Bolsonaro's stabbing that helped propel him into winning the election in 2018 into the role as head of state. Uh, there's a documentary that's about to be released on this. They have banned it from being released. And then, and this is the, the richest, I mean, this is 1984 on steroids. They have banned uh, on social media 
uh, uh, commentators from saying that Lula's corrupt and referencing his prison says, sentence because, and th this is their words, they do not want people to get the wrong idea and be misdirected about who he is and uh, his leadership uh, potential. This is obscene stuff. I mean, this is, look, hold, 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 thing, hold, hold, stop, stop. The other two are, the first two are bad enough, but Lula was in prison for taking money from the Chinese Communist Party and others and selling Petrobras. I mean, the car wash, they were taking bags of cash. Yeah. There's no doubt the facts are he's totally corrupt. Yeah. He's totally owned Everybody, by the Chinese oh. Communist Party. He sold the Amazon, basically on the commodities in the Amazon. That's their big goal. How could you possibly have a campaign where you couldn't bring up his corruption? He is his corruption, sir. Yeah, well, it's. You know, event, reaction, overreaction. They know that Bolsonaro is surging. They know that, you know, the margin he could win by is so big. Just like in the first round, you know, he was at, it was going to be you know, 50 percent to Lula plus. He wins in the first round. Bolsonaro is only polling in the 30s. And the, the reality was on the uh, final tabulation, 48, 44, give or take. Uh, and in my own personal uh, belief in the reality was that Bolsonaro did much better because you saw down ballot with all of his senators, 19 out of 27, won. And somehow Lula got more 55-45 in these uh, states, these regions, to get to that 48 number, and they were just paving the way so that they could try and take it in the second round and say, oh, see, he was leading in the first round. Well, okay, it's reasonable he got 51% to Bolsonaro's 49. Well, now Bolsonaro's surging, coming off his debate performance, uh, and now they're over overplaying their hand, and now their, their censorship is so on steroids I mean, the New York Times did a piece about uh, Moraes in this court uh, a few weeks, uh, we, a few days before the first round, and it was an even-handed piece about you know their assault on basic democratic values, free speech, free media, and as this is happening, the press in Brazil. Hang on a second. I want to make sure people understand something. For the globalists right now, Bolsonaro, not just because of the election now, Bolsonaro is a, a bigger problem for them than even Trump, and here's why. The movement down there is clearly led by evangelical Christians, right? And Bolsonaro is the leader of that. Also, you get the resources of, of Brazil. It's South America, which is the global south, and it's the Amazon. This is what I'm referring to these guys. In, in a way, this is why they're coming in so heavy for him. It's going to get pretty dicey down there, Matthew. They see him right now as a bigger threat to the system than even Trump. Do you agree with that? Absolutely. And it's not just for the Brazilian system. It's the entire Latin American sphere. Brazil falls the way Colombia and Chile did to Sao Paulo Forum Marxists. Lula was one of the founders of the Sao Paulo Forum, a globalist Marxist conclave to get all of their, you know, young Marxist uh, revolutionaries united. Uh, and if Brazil falls, Latin America is gone. This enormous growth area, engine of the world, wealth, commodities, natural resources, oil. Uh, and if Bolsonaro prevails, then he can preserve uh, a bulwark and continue to create a long term trend in inflection. Bring back Colombia, bring back Chile, bring back Argentina, which you know was lost to the Kirchners. Uh, and so they need him out. And here's how here's how gross they're acting. There's now uh, photos and uh, documented evidence. It hasn't been fully uh, ver verified, validated as the veracity. But on the right, there are pictures floating around of Barroso, one of the communist judges under Moraes in the Supreme Court, uh, with Lula and his lawyer yesterday at Lula's lawyer's house. That's floating around. It hasn't been verified. But if they're willing to take these steps yeah. and go and try and subvert democracy yeah. this way, you know how important it is. Yeah. Uh, Matthew, hang on one second. We want to talk briefly about this, what's happening in Sweden. It's big. The Swedish Democrats. Short break. Dave Walsh is here. Also, we're going to talk, address energy. 
next in the war room. Years have proven that we need to be prepared. We constantly see government overreach, attacks on our communication and energy grid, worldwide conflict, natural disasters, and the never-ending assault on our security and privacy. Having reliable communications is essential. Now, don't get caught without reliable communication. And I'm here to tell you, your fragile cell phone simply won't cut it. It will not cut it. That's why I've partnered with the Satellite Phone Store, so you can stay prepared and assure your vital communication stays private. They're one of America's largest satellite telephone companies with thousands of happy, well-prepared customers. Right now, they have a special promotional offer when you go to sat123.com slash Bannon. That is sat, S-A-T, 123.com slash Bannon, B-A-N-N-O-N. Get a free Amerisat satellite phone, 150 monthly minutes, free United States domestic number, and free rollover minutes for only $99.95 plus tax per month with an annual agreement. Now go to sat, that's S-A-T, 123.com, sat123.com slash Bannon, and get your device today. Don't put it off. Life can change in an instant. That's sat123.com slash Bannon. Do it today. Take action. Getter has arrived. The new social media taking on big tech, protecting free speech, and canceling cancel culture. Join the marketplace of ideas. The platform for independent thought has arrived. Superior technology. No more selling your personal data. No more censorship. No more cancel culture. Enough. Getter has arrived. It's time to say what you want the way you want. Download now. Okay, make sure you go to Getter. You get the immersive experience. Just download the app. You got Tiermon. You got Cortez. You have uh, Dave Walsh, who's going to be up in a minute. But Strategic Petroleum Reserve, Captain Bannon, Grace. They're doing live streams about these debates all the time. You get to get all the fun, and you get to participate. It's about your participation. Download it. It's totally free. If I can use it, and I'm a moron on tech, trust me, you can use it. Tiermon, we're jammed, but i got to get two minutes for at least for the Swedish Democrats. Huge news there. By the way, I think the news in, in Brazil is amazingly positive. I understand a lot of wood to chop there. But tell me about the Swedish Democrats, another victory for us. Uh, well, we'll see how Brazil plays out uh, a week from Sunday. we got 17 days or 14 days or so left. Sweden, they finally formed a government actually quicker than expected. I expect them to take like three months uh, with all the horse trading that would go on behind the scenes. Uh, for the audience uh, recall, Swedish Dems, Kingmakers, uh, a huge, huge positive result, biggest result on the right. Uh, and a right wing coalition is formed. They, you know, by a couple of parliamentary seats, uh, the right beat out the left. Uh, the former prime minister, Marguerite Anderson, she's uh, gone. Her party's been running Sweden since essentially the 1930s. And now for the first time, you have a right wing coalition with the moderates, uh, the liberals, the Christian Democrats. Swedish Dems will not be in the government. There are 22 ministerial positions. Twelve will go to the moderates. Five will go to the liberals. Five will go to the Christian Democrats. But the Swedish Dems are in full control position with the largest parliamentary seat contingent. Uh, they got over okay, 20%. But hang on. I, I, some, guys, some guys that are Swed- Swedish expats are saying they're freaked out about that. How, how could you have such a big win and not have any? Tell people why that's a win and not really having being in charge of any department in the government. 
because what, what are they going to get? The uh, the green ministry or, you know, they weren't going to get the foreign ministry. The libs and the and the moderates would get scared off. I would obviously push for interior ministry like Salvini did to control borders. But they have a more powerful position than being a technocrat in government. They the three that are in government do what the Swedish Dems don't like. They take their votes and walk. The government collapses. If any of those other parties walk, the Swedish Dems get the first shot to form a government with Jimmy Ackerson as prime minister. They are in the catbird seat. Heads they win, tails they win. Uh, the already you see in the memorandum of understanding between the parties in this coalition formation, the move to the right in immigration, uh, migrant quotas are going to be down 75 percent. Uh, the nuclear uh, energy buildup, which there was a moratorium on for decades, that will begin in earnest. Unemployment benefits, a populist uh, plan that the moderates and many on the right opposed, will continue within reason, which is very, very good for the Swedish Dems working in middle class base. They're getting everything they want. Uh, obviously, okay. they could get screwed the way Salvini did by yeah. five star in Italy, in which case they walk with their 20 percent. You got it. But, but, but you got it. If these guys are more on point than some of <laughs> some of those. I mean, these guys are focused. We got to bounce. People got to follow you on social media. Where do they get for Brazil, Swedish Democrats, what's happened in America uh, and particularly these races? Termond Where do they go? At Matthew Termont, Getter, Twitter, M-A-T-T-H-E-W-T-Y-R-M-A-N-D. Very, very active time period we're going into. There'll be a lot of stuff to cover, Steve. And you're putting stuff up. Okay, Matthew, thank you so much for the update, Brazil and Sweden. Thank you, sir. Uh, Dave Walsh, uh, you're the first one to warn us about the Strategic Petroleum Reserve. Uh, the Biden regime is now so totally out of control on this thing. Walk us through what's happening. Well, according to many media resources this morning, MSNBC, Morning Joe and others were all over getting ready to the administration announce yet another significant reserve release in the 10 to 15 million barrel range, a what looks like a pre-election special in an effort to gas prices have actually been pretty stable across the country the last six weeks. So the need for this is like uh, not really present. But despite that, a, in a pre-election special, it looks like they're going to attempt to uh, modestly influence gas prices. That hasn't worked. From the beginning of these SPR releases in March of this year, gas prices are actually up 54 cents a gallon since these programmatic but, million. But, uh, but, but Dave, leaks. help me out here. This strategic petroleum reserve was never meant for this. Tell right. me what the, the purpose of this is. And we're jeopardizing the national security of the country. This is why MTG says she wants to impeach him on this because it was set up for the national security of the nation, correct? It wasn't set up to bail some. Uh, administration, some regime out that has basically destroyed our, our full spectrum dominance in energy. But what was the purpose of Strategic Petroleum Reserve and why are we jeopardizing our national security? The purpose, goal and objective is national security of the reserve is is for the case of a national supply crisis, could be warfare, could be a hurricane, could be some major uh, global disturbance, which right now affecting the nation is not happening. In, in any quantity to justify any releases of the of the SPR. Despite that, what this administration is doing, instead of uh, amping up production in the North Sea, in in uh, in Alaska on the North Slope, in the Gulf, across uh, West Texas, instead of that, opting to drill down inventories or reduce inventories of government-owned assets by global auction. We learned actually together on your show about two months ago the. Um, facts of how this is done by the DOE is to globally auction it at 
to the highest bidder, which doesn't even affect domestic pricing hardly at all. You've got a million barrels a day have been released since early March into a global market of 100 million barrels a day. The, the price impact has been nominal. Uh, to, to your point, in the backdrop of no U.S. supply emergency at this point in time to justify doing this. That's the purpose, goal, and objective of this having been created in the early 80s. And now we're at the lowest inventory level since about 1984. While this administration is still on the page that we are on a war footing, we are on a war footing as broadcast by them four months ago, five months ago, and here we are releasing a strategic reserve that would be in part about buttressing our national defense. No, it makes no sense. Dave Walsh, where do people get to you during the day to find out all your brilliant analysis, sir? You can find me on Getter at Dave Walsh Energy at Getter. Thank you, Steve. Dave, thank you. Um, incredibly disturbing. Okay, tonight from 5 to 7, we're going to be lit. Okay, you're not going to want to miss any show or have your friends or colleagues miss any show between now and uh, the early morning hours of November 9th because it's all in in the war room. Make sure you man the ramparts. No tears, no whining. Let's get there. Let's get to these sites. Let's volunteer. Everybody's got to be a piece. Of, everybody wants a piece of this. Everybody's going to be a part of it. See you back here at 5. In the war War Room Posse, you already know free speech is under constant attack by the swamp and their big tech allies. They resell your communications and personal data while lecturing and laughing at you. I've got the solution. Unplug Systems, a secure communications company, has an app suite you can install on any Android phone, including its own uncancelable app store, VPN, antivirus, and highly encrypted messenger better than Wicker, Signal, Telegram, or anything else. None of your message or VPN traffic is stored, analyzed, or sold. Claim your security for only $10 a month. Go to their website, unplugged.com. That's unplugged.com slash warroom to install the Unplugged suite. It's secure. It's private. It's the way we stay connected and informed. Get it now. Take action, action, action. Use your agency. They put Peter Navarro in leg irons for simply doing his constitutional duty. Now they want to put Peter in prison for standing up for Donald Trump. Please go to Amazon right now and order Taking Back Trump's America to help fund Peter's legal defense. Taking Back Trump's America provides a critical MAGA blueprint to put Trump back in the White House in 2024. Buy Taking Back Trump's America on Amazon today. If they can put Peter Navarro in prison, they can come for all of us. Folks, let me tell you about Salty. It's a company that makes a soft gel supplement rich in antioxidants to help people like you and me keep a healthy heart. While COVID gets all the headlines, it's important to realize that heart disease kills nearly 700,000 Americans every year. Yes, heart disease is the number one killer every year, year in and year out. Heart disease builds over time. Hypertension, high blood pressure, bad cholesterol, diabetes, all of it affects our heart. A healthy heart is key to being energetic as we get older. It is never too early to take care of your heart. You see, heart disease sneaks up on us. You can start in your 30s, and when this happens, you're at serious risk by the time you turn 60. If you want to take care of your heart and those you care about, please go to warroomhealth.com. That's warroomhealth.com. All one word, warroomhealth.com. 
Use the code WARROOM at checkout to save 67% of your first shipment. That's code WARROOM at checkout to save 67%. Do it again. WARROOM HEALTH, all one word, WARROOMHEALTH.COM. Go there today. You need, if you're going to be part of the posse, you need a strong heart. You need a lion's heart. How we're going to do that is with Salty. Go there. Do it today. Check it out. 